This passage I use during all our baptisms, all the time. And I specifically, I've been preaching from New International for a while now, but I specifically went back to NKJV on this one because you have to be careful with translations. They'll leave stuff out that's relevant. And I used NKJV on this version because there's one line that is completely foundational that was stripped from the text. But in any case, today's message is not about baptism, but this scripture is about baptism, but we're going we're gonna to pull some things from it that are related, but not necessarily just that. It's Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 40. This is when Philip, the apostle or the disciple, has been called to witness. All of Acts is the, it's called the birth of the church. It's, it's the great commission. It's what we're to do. You know, like uh, a pastor friend of mine said the other day, he said, quit encouraging it. Remind them it's a commitment. It's expected. You know, it's good to have an expectation with God. Like, I don't know about you, but when I'm just told don't eat bad things versus if I can't eat bad things, there's a dramatic result difference, you know? And I'm not saying we're trying to scare you into eating healthy. I'm saying when we look at this thing we're doing here, One Seed Church, as I may invite somebody, we're committed to inviting people. That's how this thing grows. That's, that's part of our duty. We're going to invite people. We're going to do it. That's numero uno. We're going to invite people. Like I used to, I told the pastor, I said, I said, yeah, we encourage it. He said, no, that's part of the commitment as a follower is we invite people. I said, that's good. I'm going to use that. But it is truthful. Inviting people is not extra credit. It's the great commission. And a building, when we get a building someday, that's not going to grow the church. It's going to be a platform for the church to grow. But the people have to grow the church. There's a lot of churches that collapse in really nice buildings. It's because the people have to grow the church. So I know y'all want the church to grow, but we can do this church if we make it priority. We go all in, I'm telling you. You'll see what we saw in January 2020, February 2020, and a lot more. You'll see a lot more of that. And um, I understand it's, we're waiting through the worst time in ministry, maybe since the first century when the apostles were beheaded. Um, God, God, God will wake up dry bones. We have to plant. We have to plant. It's not for ourselves, but for a season. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this passage. Acts chapter, 20, Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 40. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. So he had gone to Jerusalem, the eunuch, and was on his way back to Ethiopia. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet, that's Old Testament, prophetically speaking of something here he was questioning Then the Spirit of God said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. This is Acts chapter 8. The baptism of the Spirit had fallen in Acts chapter 2, and so now the Spirit is with Philip. So the Spirit speaks to you, and it's called yielding to the Spirit. And it said, go near and overtake this 
chariot. So Philip was on one end of the Gaza Strip and the eunuch was on the other end coming back towards Philip and Philip was just kind of hanging out. But the spirits had go now towards the opposite, which would run him into the chariot. It says, so Philip ran to him. How many run for God? I mean, can I just be real? Like how many run after Jesus? That's pretty good, right? He didn't get up and say, okay, I'll put it on my calendar. He ran in the moment to to the chariot. That's pretty, that's commitment versus encouraged right there. That's, that's just what it is. He, he don't think about it, he goes. And that's, that's so cool. And that's what we're meant to do. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? This is bizarre, he's saying, an Ethiopian is reading old um, Aramaic, you know, Old Testament prophecy. And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? He asked Philip to come up and sit in the chariot with him. The place in the scripture which he read was, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. And in his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or some other man? Then this passage I use during all our baptisms, all the time. And I specifically, I've been preaching from New International for a while now, but I specifically went back to NKJV on this one because you have to be careful with translations. They'll leave stuff out that's relevant. And I used NKJV on this version because there's one line that is completely foundational that was stripped from the text. But in any case, today's message is not about baptism, but this scripture is about baptism, but we're going we're gonna to pull some things from it that are related, but not necessarily just that. It's Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 40. This is when Philip, the apostle or the disciple, has been called to witness all of Acts is, the, it's called the birth of the church. It's, it's the great commission. It's what we're to do. You know, like uh, a pastor friend of mine said the other day, he said, quit encouraging it. Remind them it's a commitment. It's expected. You know, it's good to have an expectation with God. Like, I don't know about you, but when I'm just told don't eat bad things versus if I can't eat bad things, there's a dramatic result difference, you know? And I'm not saying we're trying to scare you into eating healthy I'm saying when we look at this thing we're doing here, One Seed Church, as I may invite somebody, we're committed to inviting people. That's how this thing grows. That's, that's part of our duty. We're going to invite people. We're going to do it. That's numero uno. We're going to invite people. Like I, used to, I, I told the pastor, I said, I said, yeah, we encourage it. He said, no, that's part of the commitment as a follower is we invite people. I said, that's good. I'm going to use that. But it is truthful. Inviting people is not extra credit. It's the Great Commission. And a building, when we get a building someday, that's not going to grow the church. It's going to be a platform for the church to grow. But the people have to grow the church. There's a lot of churches that collapse in really nice buildings. It's because the people have to grow the church. So I know y'all want the church to grow, but we can do this church if we make it priority. We go all in. I'm telling you, you'll see what we saw in January 2020. February 2020, and a lot more. 
you'll see a lot more of that. And uh, I understand it's, we're wading through the worst time in ministry, maybe since the first century when the apostles were beheaded. Um, but God, God, God will wake up dry bones. We have to plant. We have to plant. It's not for ourselves, but for a season. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this passage. Acts chapter, 20, Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 40. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. So he had gone to Jerusalem, the eunuch, and was on his way back to Ethiopia. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet, that's Old Testament, prophetically speaking of something here he was questioning. Then the Spirit of God said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. This is Acts chapter 8. The baptism of the Spirit had fallen in Acts chapter 2, and so now the Spirit is with Philip. So the Spirit speaks to you, and you, it's called yielding to the Spirit. And it said, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip was on one end of the Gaza Strip, and the eunuch was on the other end coming back towards Philip, and Philip was just kind of hanging out. But the Spirit said, go now towards the opposite, which would run him into the chariot. It says, so Philip ran to him. How many run for God? I mean, can I just be real? Like, how many run after Jesus? That's pretty good, right? He didn't get up and say, okay, I'll put it on my calendar. He ran in the moment to, to the chariot. That's pretty, that's commitment versus encouraged right there. That's, that's just what it is. He, he don't think about it, he goes. And that's, that's so cool. And that's what we're meant to do. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? This is bizarre, he's saying. An Ethiopian is reading old um, Aramaic, you know, Old Testament prophecy. And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? He asked Philip to come up and sit in the chariot with him. The place in the scripture which he read was, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. And in his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or some other man? Then this passage I use during all our baptisms, all the time. And I specifically, I've been preaching from New International for a while now, but I specifically went back to NKJV on this one because you have to be careful with translations. They'll leave stuff out that's relevant. And I used NKJV on this version because there's one line that is completely foundational that was stripped from the text. But in any case, today's message is not about baptism. But this scripture is about baptism, but we're going we're gonna to pull some things from it that are related, but not necessarily just that. It's Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 40. This is when Philip, the apostle or the disciple, has been called to witness. 
all of Acts is, the, it's called the birth of the church. It's, it's the great commission. It's what we're to do. You know, like uh, a pastor friend of mine said the other day, he said, quit encouraging it. Remind them it's a commitment. It's expected. You know, it's good to have an expectation with God. Like, I don't know about you, but when I'm just told don't eat bad things versus if I can't eat bad things, there's a dramatic result difference, you know? And I'm not saying we're trying to scare you into eating healthy. I'm saying when we look at this thing we're doing here, One Seed Church, as I may invite somebody, we're committed to inviting people. That's how this thing grows. That's, that's part of our duty. We're going to invite people. We're going to do it. That's numero uno. We're going to invite people. Like I used to, I told the pastor, I said, I said, yeah, we encourage it. He said, no, that's part of the commitment as a follower is we invite people. I said, that's good. I'm going to use that. But it is truthful. Inviting people is not extra credit. It's the great commission. And a building, when we get a building someday, that's not going to grow the church. It's going to be a platform for the church to grow. But the people have to grow the church. There's a lot of churches that collapse in really nice buildings. It's because the people have to grow the church. So I know y'all want the church to grow, but we can do this church if we make it priority. We go all in, I'm telling you. You'll see what we saw in January 2020, February 2020, and a lot more. You'll see a lot more of that. And um, I understand it's, we're waiting through the worst time in ministry, maybe since the first century when the apostles were beheaded. Um, but God, God, God will wake up dry bones. We have to plant. We have to plant. It's not for ourselves, but for a season. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this passage. Acts chapter, 20, Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 40. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. So he had gone to Jerusalem, the eunuch, and was on his way back to Ethiopia. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet, that's Old Testament, prophetically speaking of something here he was questioning. Then the Spirit of God said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. This is Acts chapter 8. The baptism of the Spirit had fallen in Acts chapter 2, and so now the Spirit is with Philip. So the Spirit speaks to you, and you, it's called yielding to the Spirit. And it said, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip was on one end of the Gaza Strip, and the eunuch was on the other end coming back towards Philip, and Philip was just kind of hanging out. But the Spirit said, go now towards the opposite, which would run him into the chariot. It says, so Philip ran to him. How many run for God? I mean, can I just be real? Like how many run after Jesus? That's pretty good, right? He didn't get up and say, okay, I'll put it on my calendar. He ran in the moment to, to the chariot. That's pretty, that's commitment versus encouraged right there. That's, that's just what it is. He, he don't think about it. He goes. And that's, that's so cool. And that's what we're meant to do. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? This is bizarre. He's saying an Ethiopian is reading old um, Aramaic, you know, Old Testament prophecy. And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? 
he asked Philip to come up and sit in the chariot with him. The place in the scripture which he read was, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. And in his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or some other man? Then this passage I use during all our baptisms, all the time. And I specifically, I've been preaching from New International for a while now, but I specifically went back to NKJV on this one because you have to be careful with translations. They'll leave stuff out that's relevant. And I used NKJV on this version because there's one line that is completely foundational that was stripped from the text. But in any case, today's message is not about baptism, but this scripture is about baptism, but we're going we're gonna to pull some things from it that are related, but not necessarily just that. It's Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 40. This is when Philip, the apostle or the disciple, has been called to witness. All of Acts is, the, it's called the birth of the church. It's, it's the great commission. It's what we're to do. You know, like uh, a pastor friend of mine said the other day, he said, quit encouraging it. Remind them it's a commitment. It's expected. You know, it's good to have an expectation with God. Like, I don't know about you, but when I'm just told don't eat bad things versus if I can't eat bad things, there's a dramatic result difference, you know? And I'm not saying we're trying to scare you into eating healthy. I'm saying when we look at this thing we're doing here, One Seed Church, as I may invite somebody, we're committed to inviting people. That's how this thing grows. That's, that's part of our duty. We're going to invite people. We're going to do it. That's numero uno. We're going to invite people. Like I used to, I told the pastor, I said, I said, yeah, we encourage it. He said, no, that's part of the commitment as a follower is we invite people. I said, that's good. I'm going to use that. But it is truthful. Inviting people is not extra credit. It's the great commission. And a building, when we get a building someday, that's not going to grow the church. It's going to be a platform for the church to grow. But the people have to grow the church. There's a lot of churches that collapse in really nice buildings. It's because the people have to grow the church. So I know y'all want the church to grow, but we can do this church if we make it priority. We go all in. I'm telling you, you'll see what we saw in January 2020, February 2020, and a lot more. You'll see a lot more of that. And uh, I understand it's, we're waiting through the worst time in ministry, maybe since the first century when the apostles were beheaded. Um, but God, God, God will wake up dry bones. We have to plant. We have to plant. It's not for ourselves, but for a season. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this passage. Acts chapter, 20, Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 40. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. So he had gone to Jerusalem, the eunuch, and was on his way back to 
Ethiopia. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet, that's Old Testament, prophetically speaking of something here he was questioning. Then the Spirit of God said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. This is Acts chapter eight. The baptism of the Spirit had fallen in Acts chapter two, and so now the Spirit is with Philip. So the Spirit speaks to you, and you, it's called yielding to the Spirit. And it said, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip was on one end of the Gaza Strip, and the eunuch was on the other end coming back towards Philip, and Philip was just kind of hanging out. But the Spirit said, go now towards the opposite, which would run him into the chariot. It says, so Philip ran to him. How many run for God? I mean, can I just be real? Like, how many run after Jesus? That's pretty good, right? He didn't get up and say, okay, I'll put it on my calendar. He ran in the moment to to the chariot. That's pretty, that's commitment versus encouraged right there. That's, that's just what it is. He, he don't think about it, he goes. And that's, that's so cool. And that's what we're meant to do. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? This is bizarre, he's saying. An Ethiopian is reading old um, Aramaic, you know, Old Testament prophecy. And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? He asked Philip to come up and sit in the chariot with him. The place in the scripture which he read was, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. And in his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or some other man? Then this passage I use during all our baptisms, all the time. And I specifically, I've been preaching from New International for a while now, but I specifically went back to NKJV on this one because you have to be careful with translations. They'll leave stuff out that's relevant. And I used NKJV on this version because there's one line that is completely foundational that was stripped from the text. But in any case, today's message is not about baptism. But this scripture is about baptism, but we're going we're gonna to pull some things from it that are related, but not necessarily just that. It's Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 40. This is when Philip, the apostle or the disciple, has been called to witness. All of Acts is, the, it's called the birth of the church. It's, it's the great commission. It's what we're to do. You know, like uh, a pastor friend of mine, said the other day, he said, quit encouraging it. Remind them it's a commitment. It's expected. You know, it's good to have an expectation with God. Like, I don't know about you, but when I'm just told don't eat bad things versus if I can't eat bad things, there's a dramatic result difference, you know? And I'm not saying we're trying to scare you into eating healthy. I'm saying when we look at this thing we're doing here, One Seed Church, as I may invite somebody, we're committed to inviting people. That's how this thing grows. That's, that's part of our duty. We're going to invite people. We're going to do it. That's numero uno. We're going to invite people. Like I used to, I, I told the pastor, I said, I said, yeah, we encourage it. He said, no, that's part of the commitment as a follower is we invite people. I said, that's good. I'm going to use that. But it is truthful. 
Inviting people is not extra credit. It's the Great Commission. And a building, when we get a building someday, that's not going to grow the church. It's going to be a platform for the church to grow. But the people have to grow the church. There's a lot of churches that collapse in really nice buildings. It's because the people have to grow the church. So I know y'all want the church to grow, but we can do this church if we make it priority. We go all in. I'm telling you, you'll see what we saw in January 2020. February 2020, and a lot more. You'll see a lot more of that. And uh, I understand it's, we're waiting through the worst time in ministry, maybe since the first century when the apostles were beheaded. Um, but God, God, God will wake up dry bones. We have to plant. We have to plant. It's not for ourselves, but for a season. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this passage. Acts chapter, 20, Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 40 Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. So he had gone to Jerusalem, the eunuch, and was on his way back to Jerusalem. Ethiopia, And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet, that's Old Testament, prophetically speaking of something here he was questioning. Then the Spirit of God said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. This is Acts chapter 8. The baptism of the Spirit had fallen in Acts chapter 2, and so now the Spirit is with Philip, so the Spirit speaks to you, and you, it's called yielding to the Spirit. And it said, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip was on one end of the Gaza Strip and the eunuch was on the other end coming back towards Philip and Philip was just kind of hanging out. But the spirits had go now towards the opposite, which would run him into the chariot. It says, so Philip ran to him. How many run for God? I mean, can I just be real? Like how many run after Jesus? That's pretty good, right? He didn't get up and say, okay, I'll put it on my calendar. He ran in the moment to, to the chariot. That's pretty, that's commitment versus encouraged right there. That's, that's just what it is. He, he don't think about it, he goes. And that's, that's so cool. And that's what we're meant to do. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? This is bizarre. He's saying an Ethiopian is reading old um, Aramaic, you know, Old Testament prophecy. And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? He asked Philip to come up and sit in the chariot with him. The place in the scripture which he read was, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. And in his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or some other man? Then this passage I use during all our baptisms, all the time. And I specifically, I've been preaching from New International for a while now, but I specifically went back to NKJV on this one because you have to be careful with translations. They'll leave stuff out that's relevant. And I used NKJV on this version because there's one line that is completely 
foundational that was stripped from the text. But in any case, today's message is not about baptism, but this scripture is about baptism, but we're going we're gonna to pull some things from it that are related, but not necessarily just that. It's Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 40. This is when Philip, the apostle or the disciple, has been called to witness. All of Acts is the, it's called the birth of the church. It's, it's the great commission. It's what we're to do. You know, like uh, a pastor friend of mine said the other day, he said, quit encouraging it. Remind them it's a commitment. It's expected. You know, it's good to have an expectation with God. Like, I don't know about you, but when I'm just told don't eat bad things versus if I can't eat bad things, there's a dramatic result difference, you know? And I'm not saying we're trying to scare you into eating healthy. I'm saying when we look at this thing we're doing here, One Seed Church, as I may invite somebody, we're committed to inviting people. That's how this thing grows. That's, that's part of our duty. We're going to invite people. We're going to do it. That's numero uno. We're going to invite people. Like I used to, I told the pastor, I said, I said, yeah, we encourage it. He said, no, that's part of the commitment as a follower is we invite people. I said, that's good. I'm going to use that. But it is truthful. Inviting people is not extra credit. It's the great commission. And a building, when we get a building someday, that's not going to grow the church. It's going to be a platform for the church to grow. But the people have to grow the church. There's a lot of churches that collapse in really nice buildings. It's because the people have to grow the church. So I know y'all want the church to grow, but we can do this church if we make it priority. We go all in. I'm telling you, you'll see what we saw in January 2020, February 2020, and a lot more. You'll see a lot more of that. And uh, I understand it's, we're waiting through the worst time in ministry, maybe since the first century when the apostles were beheaded. Um, but God, God, God will wake up dry bones. We have to plant. We have to plant. It's not for ourselves, but for a season. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this passage. Acts chapter, 20, Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 40. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. So he had gone to Jerusalem, the eunuch, and was on his way back to Ethiopia. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet, that's Old Testament, prophetically speaking of something here he was questioning. Then the Spirit of God said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. This is Acts chapter 8. The baptism of the Spirit had fallen in Acts chapter 2, and so now the Spirit is with Philip. So the Spirit speaks to you, and you, it's called yielding to the Spirit. And it said, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip was on one end of the Gaza Strip, and the eunuch was on the other end coming back towards Philip, and Philip was just kind of hanging out. But the Spirit said, go now towards the opposite, which would run him into the chariot. It says, so Philip ran to him. How many run for God? I mean, can I just be real? Like how many run after Jesus? That's pretty good, right? He didn't get up and say, okay, I'll put it on my calendar. He ran in the moment to, to the chariot. That's pretty, 
That's commitment versus encouraged right there. That's, that's just what it is. He, he don't think about it. He goes. And that's, that's so cool. And that's what we're meant to do. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? This is bizarre. He's saying in Ethiopian, he's reading old um, Aramaic, you know, Old Testament prophecy. And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? He asked Philip to come up and sit in the chariot with him. The place in the scripture which he read was, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. And in his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or some other man? 